guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club. Welcome to episode 112. Glad to see you this Tuesday evening, 9 p.m. You know this is where you're going to find us, right? On Facebook, every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Doesn't matter what's going on. Uh, guys, I'm joined by none other than Lucas Candy and Andrew Beckwith. Hey, guys, how you doing? Very best. The very best and good. Uh, you'll notice that we are not joined tonight by Matt Barber. We have no idea where he is. Um, been missing, you know, just here and there. Probably hiking somewhere. Probably, probably hiking somewhere. All right, let's see here. Uh, let me just make mention of a few things. First off, you may or may not realize this. This is a pre-recorded episode because we want some vacation. We love you and love spending time with you, but every now and then we need to go spend some time with our families on Tuesday nights. So you'll see a couple this week and next week will be pre-recorded. Um, and if you go back to episode 107, you will see that we are dressed exactly the same. <laughs> Which... Probably happens a lot of episodes anyway, so... Yeah, fair fair enough. We don't have a finite wardrobe. Hey, I wonder if Scotty Layton got his merch yet. <laughs> Who knows? I guess Let's we'll hope so. I guess we'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to head on over to OxfordHolyClub.com to find out all about us. If you want to find out what social medias we are on, if you want to email us, if you want to send in a tiebreaker, if you want to look at the merch, uh, if you want to, did I already say, find out who we are, things like that. If you want to find out what podcast players we are on, you can do all that right from that website because we're on YouTube, Facebook. we got the Twitter, Instagram, fa- um, uh, and, and all of that. We're not on TikTok. MySpace. MySpace. We've gone back in time. We've used the Wayback Machine, and we are on the MySpace. It's us and Tom. Yep, it's us. <laughs> it's us and Tom. The only thing that we would ask you to do is, if you could, this would really help us. We. It doesn't matter if you buy merchandise or anything like ICQ. that. I'm sorry. ICQ. It's said add us to ICQ. Oh heavens! I love it. Don't do that. Don't exert that energy doing that. Instead, just click the share button. You know, and maybe write a little pithy note or something with it. Watching, watching the guys again. Join me. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You use your own words, but click the share button so that this podcast will get spread out to more people. And if you could also click the like button for our page, that way you get notified when we go live, so that you don't miss anything coming out from us. So I think that's all I've really got uh, in terms of introduction. So. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to toss to Andrew, actually, with a sports and star stuff. All right. So we're going to play sports or star stuff, which is essentially Balderdash, right? That's the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty so much it. I am going to give these guys a word. It could be a sport word or it could be a star stuff, which is like you know, sci-fi or just space um, genre. And they are going to come up with a definition for that word and that I'm going to throw those in together with the real definition. And they're going to have to guess which one they think is the right word. Are you ready to play sport and star stuff? Born ready. Uh, yep. This is, uh, darn it, Luke, you should took, pen out and everything. You took mine. Oh, is that? A fancy pen? Oh, you know what? I got for my Father's Day, I got a really nice, this is a Parker Urban, a uh, nice step up from the pen. I like the pen I had, but it, it wasn't very fancy looking, and I wanted a little more, you know, elegant. Look Pizzazz. at that. The arrow, and it is a wonderful pen. I'm enjoying How it very much. Is that Thank like you. one, two kg? <laughs> is, uh, yeah, no, it's got a great weight to it and it writes well. The pen, the top posts, sometimes they don't, like they don't go on top nice and tight. Uh, so I'm enjoying it very much. And I have, I now have through a kind oh, of a. Man, I opened up a can of What did you do? <laughs> through an error, I now have three <laughs> giant things of ink that will probably take me the rest of my life to use. So is that a so, fountain yeah. pen? Is that legit a fountain pen? Yeah, of course. Look at that, baby. Look at that. Well, any fountain I have ever seen usually has something coming out of it. I don't see a a fountain of ink. Uh Uh-oh, what's about to happen? Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. You ready for your What's that word? I'm ready. The word is fountain pen. 
for today is chop block. I guess that's more of a phrase. What did chop, you just chop block? Chop block. So uh, C H O P space B L O C K. Chop block. Yep. Chop block. Okay. So okay. On, uh, oh, we have music for we have some a little filler music here. Well, we think. <laughs> Are you asking us if we have music? Because I think that's I what you're do doing. <laughs> okay, Andrew. I need to Andrew. Andrew. I'm, Andrew Beckwith. That's some chop block. There's that chop block again. <laughs> again. Always with the chop block. I save all my creative stuff for uh, for um, uh, uh, super fight. Remembering stuff. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, you ready? Oh, I yes, guess. yes. Here we go. So, chop block. In cricket, when the ball is blocked by the person who is in the chop position. Chopped into the air. In ping pong, where the player waits for the ball to come to their paddle and chops the ball down. And lastly, chop block. The small block you place a football on to facilitate a kick into the end zone when a human is not holding it. I see. block. Did you only give us three? So, so he didn't put a fake one in. So, unless he wants to now, uh, <laughs> normally, but that's fine. Yes, here this could be one chop block. Uh, <laughs> You're right. I was supposed to put a fake one in. Hey, listen. You I'm know sorry. what? I. You know what? We've all forgotten. I things. need. I need all the help I can get. Okay, I'm ready. I'm also ready. Um, Go. I have. I'm choosing the football one. Okay. Nope. I'm not. <laughs> you chose it already. <laughs> I've, cha- I've changed my mind and I'm taking the ping I pong. I don't, I don't think there's any takesies backsies, I don't think. I, I'm pretty sure I saw a tell on Lucas. I think Lucas's was the football and I'm pretty sure that the ping pong is the real answer. But uh, My vote is for the ping pong one. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, you're right and Brad, you're wrong. You no, I football. chose ping pong. I chose ping pong. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I like that I won this one. Uh, I, you know what? I'm glad you won. Lucas was the football one. Yeah, of course he was. Uh, and when I said it, I saw something in Lucas's eyes that said that he, that was his. <laughs> a glint? Uh, a sparkle? Yeah. Re- everybody just rewind back 30 seconds. You watch. When I say it, watch his eyes. <laughs> they get all deceptive and deceitful. No, it's all good. Now, to be fair, I had a hard time telling between cricket and ping pong. So, well, thanks. Oh man, yeah, I. Brad's suck. two go-to's are cricket and water polo. <laughs> That's the only sports I pretend to not know anything about. <laughs> squash, squash. Oh, I do like squash. <laughs> Lucas, can we toss to you, my man? And uh, are little, you sure? Little ketchup. You sure? You sure can uh, catch up. So uh, let's find out what everyone's been up to. Uh, Andrew, I hear you have a story to tell. Ooh, tell. Do tell. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have a a neighbor update, actually. If you do recall, I have some neighbors, and they can be loud. We remember. I recall. So uh, 
I mean, this is uh, this is way back, but I, I haven't updated you guys on this yet. So on Canada Day, we were gone Ooh, all Canada Day. We were gone all day long. We weren't home. Yeah. And actually, before we left, I could tell. I could tell. This is how you know if they're. He was ramping up. <laughs> this is this is how I know if they're having a party, and I am not joking. I know they're having a party that night if I hear them cleaning up the old beer bottles. <laughs> making room for more <laughs> yeah um Great. anyways so it kind of like seemed, seemed like they were gearing up for something we we're gone all day we get home at like probably eight or nine o'clock at night and we pull in the driveway and i open the door to our car and the music hits me and almost <gasps> blasts me back into the car <laughs> that's how loud it was just and they've never had music before and it was just <laughs> Pumping. They just discovered it. Guys, did you know that we could have do you guys know we could have music at parties? Like we went out on our back deck and it was just insane back there. Anyways, (laughs) it was loud. Um I I can't believe that like my other neighbors weren't like there banging on their door. Because like we have we have like some neighbors around us that have been here like their whole lives and like my us and the people beside us were like they probably think it's coming from your house. We're like the yeah. new people. And so I'm sure that they're just like, oh, those new people on the block. Uh, anyways, new kids. again, oh, I will say soon. that they were incredibly respectful in terms of like uh, by 11 o'clock, it was all shut down and quiet. Oh, nice. Uh, right. But the next day, uh, I have a guy, a guy from my church. He lives not far from here. Right. He's like, at the church, and he's like, "Oh, there's the party animal." I'm like, oh you no, it's just music. It's just like, like Lucas said. I could hear every word of that music, and he lives down the street on another street. <laughs> that's how loud it was. Good grief. Anyway, so that's the old neighbors. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, I uh, I decided it was time. I had a quite significant, like classic Nintendo game collection which i'm sure you guys have seen at some point we have uh and my my game collection used to be like really giant like back when i had no responsibilities or or a wife or children (laughs) i probably had like over four or five hundred games i think wow and like over the years i've like sold off a lot of that just depending like and i paired it all the way down to like just nintendo because those were like my childhood games like Mm -hmm. the ones that i actually had like nostalgia for Mm -hmm. so i kept a lot of those um just to have but they've been sitting downstairs in our basement on a shelf like dusty and like for the most part like when you have a collection it's to like you know display and appreciate or whatever and that wasn't really happening and so i decided it was time to unload the old collection oh no and uh, especially right now, because of COVID, uh, like mm. prices of stuff have skyrocketed. You bought low and sold high. Nice. Well, over the last ten years, prices on video, like old video games, have skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't tell you for sure, like how much I had into it, but I definitely made money off of it because a lot of the stuff I bought was like from, like Value Village and <laughs> stuff mm. like that. Back when I had time to like do that stuff. Anyways, so I I went a little like different in terms of trying to sell it because I didn't want to put in like a whole bunch of work in selling individual things. I, I, mm. If I was going to sell it, I was selling it all in one bundle. Yeah. And so I actually sold it to a guy on YouTube uh, who owns a video game store, and so it's in the mail now. Uh oh. <laughs> It's, with, well, it's in Mississauga now. It's it's with Scotty's shirt. I'll update you if I ever get paid for the video games, <laughs> which I uh, I am not really that worried about. I'm, I'm hold on. I so was, so did you contact this guy directly? You didn't just yeah. you didn't just send really? a stranger games and you're hoping he'll pay, right? Yeah, no, I'm not worried about it. Like he owns a legitimate like video game store. It's not just some guy. <laughs> That's the name of it. Legitimate video game store right in the front. Like I, I contacted the store. <laughs> yes. Right. And, and arranged everything with them. And they said like, well, we can pay you up front, but uh, they, the way you do it through PayPal is, is like a fee, which basically protects them. Yep. So that would come out of my cut or I could send it all and right. not mm. have to pay the fee if they pay me later. So anyways, I've, 
I'm excited that uh, you know I'm getting some cash money and yeah, that's sweet. Uh, B- buy more video games with it. it. Do you yeah, have? Yeah. Do what, what? Do you know what you're planning to? Uh, I know one of the things you're planning to buy, but uh, do you know kind of what you want to invest that cash into? Oh, I don't. What's uh, soundproofing? Dish. Maybe dish, dish. Soundproofing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna soundproof this one room. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to like get too ahead of myself. Like, I know I'm gonna buy some stuff for my garage because my garage is a disaster. Like, it there's no storage or anything for any of my stuff, and so I'm gonna invest some some money in the garage. That's sure. like the main thing, and pay off the old camera that I bought two months ago that I still owe money on. Nice. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Um, it, I like the point that you made about, you know, there's no point displaying stuff. Like when you have kids, like you don't have like nice collections you can display unless you have a room you can like seal off from them. Brad, that's a nice thing for, and actually both of you guys and me, to be fair, have offices and Brad, like you have a nice display, like, you know, but you probably don't have any displays in your home, right? Uh, no, just, just displays of reckless emotion. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, Andrew. You seem to, you probably did a little research on what stuff's worth. If I still had my Virtual Boy uh, gaming system, wow. what do you think that would be worth? Oh man, uh, I don't know for <gasps> sure, but I know it'd be worth some decent money. Okay, okay I know. I, I know. For those Andrew's- of you who don't know what a Virtual Boy is, Google it for sure. It shot lasers into your eyes for a 3D effect. Um, and they're like, take breaks every 15 minutes unless you want to go blind, basically. I, I know Andrew's uh, new segment. Some of the I, games are worth I, like some, some serious cat. Well, it only had like 30 games when it came out or something crazy, and half of them are probably only in Japan. Yes, Brad. Sorry. Hello. Um, I have a new segment for Andrew that I think it'd be awesome. We bring him something that we want to sell, and he finds an appropriate antiques price. Hold, antiques hold on. Road, video game Antiques Roadshow. So, Andrew, I got here. Um, welcome to episode of the con. Welcome to Andrew's Antiques. I've got <laughs> nice. I've got for the 3DS um, Zelda. Uh, a, a link, link between worlds. A link between. Thank you, Lucas. A link between worlds. Slam dunk, buddy. What can I get for that? <laughs> well, I could look it up and tell you. Does it have the I'm case? To look up the Virtual Boy right now. It does. It does not have a case. Case not included. Twenty five to thirty five dollars. You're not you Andrew. Don't have the virtual boy anymore? No, I sold it at some point when I needed money for something else. I, I only bought it for a hundred bucks because it was like going out of business because like no one wants this thing that shoots lasers into your eyes. So they sold it really cheap and I was all excited. I have had a bad history of jumping on board whole hog with something that was not good technology. Um, hey, and virtual boy would be the probably. Hey, Lucas, really you are in charge answer. of this catching up, eh? Yeah, sorry. Let me move us along here. I guess I forgot about that. Well, you, I got so we involved. all forgot we're doing a podcast. <laughs> it's hard we don't have like uh, viewers at the same uh, live. Brad, uh, tell me, do you have any uh, secrets you want to share with us? Well, I do. So uh, by this time, I've been going to the gym for a couple months, and and I'm not gonna, you know, we're not getting into that. But but one of the things, and maybe I said this already, I'm not sure. But one of the the secrets, so to speak, to success for the gym, apparently I'm told is to have a gym buddy, someone that can go with you, motivate you, spot all that kind of stuff. Right. You work with each other, bro. Uh, Well, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, (laughs) but, uh, and, and I remember like, Oh my goodness, nine years ago going to a gym and I, and I had somebody that we would go together and we made, you know, made a few friends at the gym. No, not a bro. I'm still not comfortable with that. And, and it really was, it was great because if you didn't feel like going, the other person would be like, no, come on, we got to go together. But I don't have that here. I haven't found somebody yet. So what I have decided to do is, uh, oh. is have secret gym buddies, <laughs> secret gym buddies. So there's, there's people at the gym who have no sweet clue, but they're my gym buddy. And the way that that works is simple. I find I find the biggest guy who's like just jacked and lifting weights and I find a bench beside him that's not being used and I grab my weights, making sure that he can see me and I can see him. And then I lift my weights. And then I lift my weights and when I feel like I'm about to give up, I see this guy's just giving her. I'm like, I will not back down while this guy is right there because uh, I'm not going to let him go. Look at that weak, look at that weak man. So, so I have found secret gym buddies. This backfired on me uh, yesterday. <sighs> I can't say that. 
Lucas. That's why he texted it and uh, say it out loud. Shoot. So sorry. Uh, he didn't use any bad words. Um, no, I didn't. So. So I've been, I've been going, I've been doing a routine for quite some time, but there was one exercise that I've been not doing and I just never think of it where you just get some dumbbells and extend your arms out and up like this, right? And you do a bunch of those. So I knew that because I haven't done them in so long and though the muscles that you're working there are not huge muscles. So you start, you start low with weight, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I got myself positioned where there was my secret gym buddy and I grabbed weights that were probably 20 pounds too heavy. And <laughs> no, I went, oh! and, uh, and then my arms just flopped back down and I'm like, holy crap. I've still got to go because this guy can see me. And in my head, like I'm already, I'm sweating. I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I go again, like, ah! and so I had, I got six in and then I had to drop the weight and I dropped the weight by, I don't know, five, five or 10 pounds and got, I killed my arms. I got like four more in. So my secret like gym. Like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine when he's just walking around and his arms don't work. What's that? On Brooklyn Nine-Nine when his arms don't work oh, and he's just flopping Oh around. my word. So I, like I, my arms were dead and I. I dropped weight and couldn't pull that off in front of my secret gym buddy. <laughs> so uh, we're no longer secret you gym buddies. What? Somewhere in the gym, there is somebody else and you're their secret gym buddy. Um, <laughs> how great would it be if you were assigned somebody when you joined the gym? Like if you had like a dossier and you knew someone was always watching you, but you didn't know who and some, and you're watching someone else. Like that would be pretty fun. That would be, you'd always be like, who's keeping tabs? <laughs> <on me?" laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, that's what's been going on. I made a just a fool in front of in the mirror, my secret gym buddy, and all the cameras that are pointed on me. Anyway, <laughs> many, many cameras. The many, many. Um, all right. Well, then moving on to me. First off, did we get a price uh, match on that uh, virtual boy? I can't even find one. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Infinity. So, all right. Like so get relevant. eBay sold listing. Get relevant. Yeah. Zelda. <laughs> Zelda. All right. So uh, a couple things, all small things. Uh, first off is Blake I started watching this YouTube channel, which is pretty funny. It's called Girlfriend Game Reviews. And it's it's about a girlfriend who reviews her boyfriend's games that he plays, but not she's not reviewing them about, like how good of games they are, but like how fun are they to watch or annoying are they to watch? So like, <laughs> like, Oh, this one is just such repetitive music or like, it's just a bunch of like stuff blowing up and I hate it. Or like this one's really fun to watch, except he always gets a uh, uh, sidetracked on stupid side quests. And I want him to get back to the main mission and stuff. That's anyway, funny. It's fun. I watched a bunch of them. Uh, is that on YouTube? They went from, from zero to like a million subscribers in a year. So there's a little bit wow. of jealousy is, there. Is they got on to something. Is that on YouTube? That reminds me of, yeah. uh, do you guys remember the Uncharted commercial from way back where the guy's playing Uncharted and he's like, my <laughs> she doesn't even know. It's a movie. She thinks it's a movie. She doesn't realize it's <laughs> oh, a Oh my word. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was not great. Uh, and then I, I went to a, a very strange event and, I'm, and I went not as a participant, but as an observer. Bear fights. And it was called, it was called a moose reveal party. Oh, I was and close. This moose reveal, um, kind of like a gender reveal party, but it's basically all these hunters go, and they they because you put in for your moose tag, but instead of finding out on their own, they all come together and they will look up their tags together to see if they got their moose draw. Um, for those of you who don't know, like getting your moose uh, license is like once or twice a lifetime for a lot of people. Like it's really hard to get. Um, but the the more years you strike out, the more the more ballots you get. So the better, the higher the chance. Wow. Anyway, so it was kind of fun because like these guys all super are super into this. I don't care. I went because there was steak being cooked and it was delicious, <laughs> uh, which we'll circle back to in a second. Uh, but anyway, um, so we go there and it, it, strike out, strike out, strike out. And the last guy. And they pulled it and he had never gotten one before and he got one. And he was like, what? And it's like, these are all like rednecks, right? And like this guy was so excited. Like there was no like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome, man. You know, but he was like full send, super excited. And he ran out the doors. Like, I got to call my dad. And, and as he ran out, one of the guys said, I think he was crying a little bit. <laughs> like he was so excited. <laughs> and it doesn't anyway, mean you're going to get a moose. Yeah, that's no, right. it just means that you get to try. You get the opportunity. And, 
And it's funny because one of them said to me, it's like, hey, are you going for your moose license? I was like, absolutely not. That'd be the worst thing ever to happen to me because one, I can't take off five days in September. I don't care to shoot a moose. And then I would feel super pressured to go because like I got this really hard thing to get. Uh, so anyway. And they stole it from somebody like that other guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But the, exactly, like I do not deserve it. Uh, so yeah, but that was fun. But while we were there, before I went, the main reason I went was because someone was like, "Hey, I'm I'm barbecuing steaks. Like, send me ten bucks if you want me to buy a steak." And he was this guy was cooking steaks on like one of those green eggs, kind of like a barber has. And I'm glad Matt's not here because it was the best steak I've ever had. It was so good. Uh, it was, and I can't even describe why it was so good, but it was amazing. Yes. At what point did they put barbecue sauce on it? Never. They did put butter on it. They did put, that's a good like finisher. Keg, keg sauce. And it was just about the, so there was, it was very kind of low maintenance. And I'm sure Matt could cook a good steak. I've never had a Matt steak. But I'm just saying I have that locked in my memory. That's the one to beat right now. Uh, so not only was it amazing, but it cost me 10 bucks. So that's a win-win. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that was my, you know, girlfriend game reviews, Moose Draw, and I'm best steak ever. Those. I, I was, you should. They're funny. I have an update on some prices for you guys. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, Brad, your actual thing you own is worth about 20 bucks. <laughs> Lucas, the thing that you don't own anymore is one sold today with one game for $364. Ooh, I sold mine for well over a hundred. So, I mean, it's not like it's worth $10,000 or anything like that, but no, they're, they're not beanie babies for McDonald's. They're not. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, that concludes our catching up. And uh, next up, we have... Oh, we're going to get into the SMORP this evening. And for those that don't know, SMORP is as an acronym, which means Scripture, Message, Obedience, Repentance, and Prayer. And basically, it is five steps that we go through. We're going to read Scripture and go through uh, five different steps of responding to the prayer in different ways. And you'll, you'll get to see what that looks like. If it's something that you like to do, you can also go to our website, OxfordHolyClub.com, and download the document um, that we use. And sometimes we don't use the Scriptures that for each day, um, but, but the general questions that we go through are there for you. So, Guys, we're looking at <clears throat> we're looking at Colossians two uh, verses six to ten. And we're reading from the ESV, and this says, uh, "Alive in Christ." So here we go, verse six. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Sorry, who is the head of all rule and authority. It's short. Let me give it one more pass here. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 10 in the ESV, alive in Christ. Therefore, as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So that's the scripture. And what we're going to do now is, oh, I went to copy it into chat as though we're live. Um, Muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So what we're going to do now is get into uh, the smorp, and we're going to start with the S, which is for scripture. And the question, guys, is this. What words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? And for going further, what does the scripture tell you about the nature of God? And if you really want to get crazy, is there a part of the scripture that you could begin to memorize? So I'll toss to you guys. How are we doing here? I really liked uh, verse eight. Uh, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. I like that one. Mm. Andrew? Yeah, that one's okay. <laughs> Wait, which one do you think so great? Yeah, come on. Verse eight. <laughs> 
verse eight. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, but here's something that stood out to me. Um, for in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. It feels like an awkward sentence the way it's structured. Um, it but but that stood out to me. The other thing, and I'm not going to get into it tonight because this is a this is something that we could go on a, a long time. I get according to human tradition. Okay according to the elemental spirits of the world. That's a very intentional and specific phrase that stands out to me. And I'm in the middle of a big study, so to speak, on the supernatural realm and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, um, and so when I read that, I'm like, oh my word, there's a long conversation to have here, but I'm not getting into that tonight. Um, but it's super interesting. I will say that. So the parts that stood out to me were the the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily and, and verse eight, just like you guys. Um, but the other part that jumped out was abounding in thanksgiving. So with what we've just said, guys, we're going to get into the message part of our smorp. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? Do you have a question for God? And if you want to, write it down. Fellas? Um, I, I like, and I'm going to actually talk about verse seven since Andrew probably has more stuff to talk about, about verse eight, but cause I like that they go together and I like the whole concept of, uh, rooted and built up and the idea mm-hmm. of the more you study, the more you get to know God and know Jesus, like those roots are going deep and it's crazy to see a tree that's like under like hurricane force winds. And you think, how could that stand up? And it's because of the roots go deep and the fact that, they can hold up to that and they go, you know, same idea. And if you have shallow roots, then the first problem that comes your way, you're just going to fall over um, because you didn't, you didn't work, you worked on the outward appearance, but you didn't work on making sure those roots went deep. Right. Yep. I think that's a problem that a lot of, a lot of, thank you. Uh, that a lot of Christians have is they want to look good and, you know, they got the good Instagram post with the, just the right Bible and whatever um, maybe, but if they're not actually, reading that, then it's really easy when trouble comes their way to just uh, fall over. Well, you know, you know, the parable of the sower and the seed that goes in, but it doesn't have any root and then it withers in in the sun and all that. Yeah. You're making a really good point. Andrew, how about you, my dude? Yeah. Well, I mean, that goes right into the verse eight, you know, if you're not established in your faith, then you're probably going to be taken captive. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like, especially today like and especially in canada you know we're very post-christian um Hmm. there's so many opinions loud opinions and um stuff that can easily you know you feel like almost like you have to be part of that um and it can be so easy to um this isn't a big word i'm trying to think of but just uh my soul doubt (laughs) Whoa, that's a big one. Doubt, you know, your beliefs and the Bible, you know, when there's so many other loud voices telling you, you know, this is the way you know, things should be. This is the way we need to think. Um, and then I don't want, like, I also look at, you know, according to human tradition, and I don't want to, I'm not going to pick on the church a whole lot here, but a lot of the church, churches are struggling because they're so focused on human tradition. Absolutely. Uh, you're, you're not picking on This is the way that. we've always done it. Yeah, Andrew, you're a little quiet. You're. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll try to turn my gain up. I have a gain. Okay. Got louder. Didn't seem it actually. I'm not sure that you're coming through that mic. Give her, give her a little tap. Well, he's doing little uh, tech support stuff. I I have, I've thought about that. It's fine. Just the fact that, um, I, I think it's interesting too that, um. And I lost my point. Oh, yeah, sorry. Andy Stanley's deep and wide when he talks about the fact that so many churches, they're not growing because they're fighting to to maintain the wrong things. Like, like oh, well, we've always done our church this way, even though that doesn't matter anything about the gospel or anything about yep. anything that actually matters. Yep. But he said that when you're not, when you don't have a strong mission, then you crystallize around your model. So all of a sudden, how we do things becomes the most important thing because you haven't actually poured into your vision and looked into your vision. And I always thought that was a really uh, kind of smart point that he made. And and a lot of organizations do that too. So you got to make sure that you 
you're about the right things. Otherwise, you become about the wrong things just because you have to be about something. And we've had this conversation a little bit. One of the things that frustrates me right now, um, and and maybe it's changed uh, in the next few weeks, but <laughs> you know, but one of the things that frustrates me is you hear people because COVID COVID changed everything in such a dramatic way for the church. Um, and the organization, the programs and all that kind of stuff. Everything that we put, you know, people put so much time and energy to all of a sudden came to an abrupt halt and people want to get back so desperately to, to what it was. And we've had the yeah. conversation of, you know, there's different reports out there and uh, like hemorrhaging faith report and different ones that are either. There's, there's one that's even more applicable to the church in Canada. Now I forget the name of it, but just how, how systemically sick the organization was and and because we're we're focused on the human tradition and things we like and liking style and liking different things is not wrong but when it becomes all about that I have to have that I have to sit in this pew or I have to whatever 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 to be able to worship or what or whatever you want to say that we've lost the plot then and mm. so we we shouldn't be going back we can't and that back. really is like a symptom of verse seven of not being rooted in you know, in your faith. Yeah. And, and Andrew, to your point, something that you said I thought was really good. Um, right now, because of technology, you can you can find anything that you want to hear, you know? So if you go to a church and you hear something, you're like, no, I don't like that. Well, you can get online and connect with the church where you can hear exactly what you want. And let me just say, if you go to a church and you hear everything exactly the way you want to hear it, <laughs> you're probably- I'm wrong. Something's wrong. You shouldn't be there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if it's just patting you on the head instead of like pushing you forward. Yeah. You know, I was, for me, the abounding in Thanksgiving, uh, more and more, I'm realizing the importance of being, of maintaining an attitude of Thanksgiving, of, of, of gratitude. And really, you know, we talked about blessings or count we, on, um, for our church service, we talked about, you know, the, and we talked about it maybe a couple, a few weeks ago that about being blessed and it's not about to just put your feet up and relax, but it's to do something with the blessing. But I'm more and more just reminded through this scripture about being thankful for what I have and, and what, I, what I've been taught, um, the good teaching that I've received. Uh, let me see. I'm just trying to think there was something else, but Andrew, you had a great, you just had such a good point. So you know what? I'm, I'm going to move us down into the obedience part, guys, if we're, if we're all good. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. Verse nine is just a scripture again that just shows that Jesus Christ was is was fully God incarnate in the flesh, and this is just a doctrinal thing. Like people that argue, you know, well, he's just a good teacher. That is not what Scripture says. He was the second part of the Trinity, right? Like, anyway. When I read that, I'm like... And it's impossible for him to be a good teacher because if all he was was a good teacher, it means that he was insane because he said he was the son of God. That's right. So he's either <laughs> son of God or crazy person. There is no in-between. And yeah. that's what people mm. have to understand, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if we're left to human tradition and human wisdom, we're screwed. Yikes. So screwed. So <laughs> let's get into the obedience uh, write down one step of obedience that you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. I, I'm going to jump in because mine is more than ever, I find myself in a season of examining what I believe and is it from human tradition or is it, you, you know what I'm, you, you track with what I'm saying? Like there's a lot that we've been taught growing up. Do you believe in the Bible or do you believe in the church traditions? Right, mm-hmm. right, and not that the traditions are bad, but what are they? What what are they? Where do they come from? And and like, wh- why we do what we do? And anyway, I'm I'm just looking at that, and you know, you know, and no, no, I'm not gonna. I could go down a rabbit trail, and I'd probably get myself in trouble. So, uh, well, to save you from that, I've been reading a book called "Misreading the Scripture Through Western Eyes." Um, it started as a book study that with a bunch of people that got that fizzled out, but I've been still keeping with the book and it's super interesting. And it talks a lot about like, what are things that like went without being said in the Bible that 
don't that we have no idea about. And he said, and the authors use a lot of comparisons to like modern day, like other places. Like one of the authors was in like Indonesia. And he said, like, there's stuff that's just like common sense to them that we would really struggle with, even though it's not biblical. It's like, it's a biblical thing. It's not, you know, but we, because it's the way we do the church, we find it really weird. And for, and, and the flip side, stuff that they would have a hard time with, which actually isn't a problem or might actually be a problem in our church um, and and how that helps us see like what was going on in the scripture. I, a really interesting book, if you like learning about the context of stuff, that was always my favorite part of a study Bible, which was like the little archaeological notes that would tell you stuff about that you might not to kind of connect those dots, really, really good book. Let me, let me, uh, I want to bring it back to a step of obedience from you, Lucas. But before I do, I do want to make a quick plug for a podcast called The Naked Bible Podcast. And the whole point of the podcast is to strip scripture from denominational doctrines and uh, our Western lens or any kind of lens, but to look at the scripture in the context with which it was written and what were the people at that time, you know, what were they dealing with? What, what was actually going on for whom it was written? And, uh, and I found it extremely interesting, uh, which was the rabbit hole that I was going to go down, but I'm going to leave out the things that, that I've picked up from it to this point anyway. Mm. Uh, so guys, the question is though, for us ind- individually, what, what is the step of obedience that we need to take this week based on what's been revealed to us through the scripture? Keep growing those roots. Yeah. And it's, and it's so easy not to, but I mean, that's, it's a daily discipline that it's easy to fall out of it. I know I'm awful at doing that, especially in the summers. Like when I don't, I don't have any kind of rhythm. Yep. And I've said it a billion times in this podcast, but like in the school year, when I have way less time, I do my, I'm way better at doing my devotions. So I need to get way better at that. I think it's like, almost taking stock of why, why I believe what I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, that's exactly what I said too. I'm with you, Andrew, by the way, your audio, uh, you must've got your mic kicked on. Did you? Yeah, it wasn't on, uh, it wasn't on my mic. Not, not a big deal. You still sound good. Uh, the last two parts for the SMORP are repentance and prayer. Repentance is write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. And if applicable, write down some steps that you're taking to turn away from sin uh, for the purpose of walking in holiness. And then prayer is spend time thanking the Lord for his blessings and pray for anything or anyone that he lays in your heart and uh, write down your prayers. Um it's great to do that. Guys, any last thoughts on the smart before we get into our last thing here? Good one. No, it, yeah, no, it was, it's a good piece of scripture. Uh, well, there's no great segue out of a smart into something different. Is there silly? Yeah, there, there isn't. So we'll, we'll just draw attention to it. We'll hang a light on it and, uh, (laughs) and that people are aware. So we are going to do again. Here we go with, For those that have been paying attention and actually following below on the you know little ticker with the the, the names of all the segments and stuff, straight up forgot that uh, I needed to make a new one for this episode. I I thought I could just roll from the ep- we just finished episode 107, and I thought for whatever reason I could just roll through it again uh, in terms of the graphics. So I'm so sorry for those that are like, where's the potent ponderable? Where's the tiebreaker? Why are they jumping around all over the place? Where's my merch? Where's my merch? Uh, Sorry, Scotty. Uh, So here we go. We're doing a super fight. Those of you that don't know what it is, it's just basically we're going to argue about why our superheroes with ridiculous superpowers deserve to win. Uh, And then the other person is going to to vote and decide who wins. And please feel free in chat, even though we're not live and how you vote will not matter tonight. It'd be great to see in chat who you think wins. I will say this. There's not a loser amongst this bunch. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, was a good, you got a good, you too. good bunch of people. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> B- bazinga. All right. So the way we're going to do this is, um, is I'm going to roll. We've already determined our characters just ahead of time, but we're going to determine the order now. I think I won last time. So I'm going to, to buy. Take take the buy because I won the last time <laughs> we played. Fair. Well, no, that's not the rich get richer. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> and okay, fine. 
I, I'm going to take it because back, back in episode 107, um, which was five weeks ago, yeah. I won. So because of five weeks win. ago when I won, I'm taking the bye this time. So Lucas and Andrew, you guys are going to fight. And Lucas, you are a Spartan who has two extra arms and is armed with a shotgun. One. One shotgun, four arms, a Spartan. Perfect. This is right. weird. Andrew, you are a cheetah, an anamorph, uh, armed with a lightsaber and can become mist while holding your breath. That's pretty sweet. That is pretty awesome. Very good. There is one Achilles heel, which I will go into. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, who's so let's determine who's going first. Uh, I'll start. That was easy. Oh, sorry. Did you want to like roll for it or something? No. Lucas, you start. On your mark, no, no, no. get set, go. 30 right. seconds. First problem, you're a cheetah. That's that's awesome. Lightsaber, no hands. You can't hold a lightsaber. So oh. uh, you immediately drop the lightsaber if you don't accidentally kill yourself with it. I'm a Spartan, <laughs> the toughest warrior who's ever lived with a shotgun and two extra punching arms. This is Sparta, you know. Uh, Come on, guys. This is not a, not really a fair fight. The mist thing, that's that's cute, but eventually you have to unhold your breath, and I shoot you with my shotgun while your lightsaber sits there on the ground, unusable, because no hands. I was actually afraid that you weren't going to use your shotgun. <laughs> you you waited till the last four seconds to actually use your shotgun, but, you, man, <laughs> pretty good. All right. Andrew, you ready? Because here you go. 30 seconds on the clock. Begin. All right, I am a cheetah. I am the, I'm pretty sure the fastest animal in the world. Uh, and I don't need a lightsaber because I can turn to mist. Also, I'm a cheetah. So I would turn to mist, get up all in you, let go of my breath, eat you, and then I would turn to mist, run around, and I'd come back and I'd just eat you some more. I don't, I don't know how you could fight that. I literally could turn to mist by holding my breath. Brad. Uh, oh boy, I hate that I'm the deciding vote here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, who do you think won tonight? What happens when you rematerialize inside a solid object? I, I don't remember. I think it's a death. For both people. For both. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All right. I'm not trying to choose one because I think it's the weaker because that's not fair. Um, however, I'm, I'm sorry, Lucas. I feel that Andrew, because he can turn to mist, all he's going to do is so go... Because he can turn to mist. How do you fight that? I'm going to find out. But <laughs> you missed the point is what you did. All right. How do you, oh, how do you fight a cheetah no matter what? I don't, well, I don't know. We'll ask Barbara okay. next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So um, gr great job, Lucas. Grab your torch. Um, you are the weakest link. <laughs> all right. Spartan is toast. So the way we roll is we're going to draw one more ability card for each oh, of yeah, us. Right. Andrew. Um, <laughs> You shoot webs. <laughs> you shoots the webs. And uh, I... I am armed with ghost pepper spray. That's not great. So here's who I am. I am Obama, the president. Uh, not just a random person also with the last name Obama. Um, I am armed with a sniper rifle. I can create a hologram of myself. Uh, double bombers, and and then I'm armed with ghost pepper spray. So sniper rifle, ghost pepper spray, hologram Obama. Uh, clarification: Is it ghost pepper spray or ghost pepper spray? <laughs> no, is it effective against ghosts, or is it made it of ghost peppers? It's I made it a ghost pepper. It's made, okay. it's made, although I maybe maybe if it's for ghosts, it'll work on mist. Anyway, mist. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I I digress. Anywho. Uh, all right, so who uh, who goes first? Lucas, you determine. Uh, I think that since he already went once, you should start, and then he can rebut. Okay, all right. <laughs> Go Obama. All right, hold on to your rebuts, because here I come. Uh, so <laughs> I, am, I am Obama, and I'm a, I'm a, I got a sniper rifle, and so when you're not in your mist form, I'm going to shoot at you with my sniper rifle, but I'm anticipating you're going to go mist, and so I'm going to have a clone of myself, a hologram, that you're going to attack, and then uh, then you're going to come back into a solid, and as you do that, I go, because I'm behind it, I go with my ghost spray, shoot you with my with my sniper rifle, and and if you're still missed, I just go, you missed. 
All right. And uh, <laughs> you missed. Next up, we have. Uh, we have Mr. our cheetah. No lightsaber cheetah because he doesn't need him. And activate. And begin. All right. So my first goal as the cheetah is to determine who is the real Obama. So I am going to shoot my web at both. And obviously one will uh, be strung up and the other one will go through it. And then I will turn to mist. I will get all up on Obama and I will just cheetah him again. And he'll be all tied (laughs) up in webs. I'll just eat him. Uh, All right. Well, all right. Well, um, I think both of your um, strategies. I did like the the miss the webbing of the holograms. Uh, I liked that. Um, one issue with Obama is he's not a sniper, so the sniper rifle, while powerful, <laughs> is not overly great. Oh, you um, don't you don't know. I and I'm. Ugh. I mean, you have great characters. I didn't feel you played them as well as you could have. You don't. Uh, but I am going to have to give oh, it to. Oh oh oh! I'm, uh, I'm, oh no! Oh, Andrew, no. Andrew, yes. I have to give it to Andrew. It just dawned on me that as commander in chief, uh, I've got a briefcase with like a button for nukes. <laughs> fumbled my way through that one. Oh, congratulations, Andrew. Andrew. All right. Well, there we go. That's been super fight. Lucas. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, so you can follow our podcast on all the social medias. You got your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, and don't forget YouTube at Oxford Holy Club. If you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OHC. Um, and OH Club. And uh, we would love it. Love it, love it, love it. If on iTunes you would leave us a five star rating, uh, and we'll even read it on the air. Not only that, but you can send your questions to us at OxfordHolyClub.com. If you've got a tiebreaker, having some real marital stress, we would <laughs> love to help you out with that. Uh, you can also browse our merch and buy it and much more. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that we do not pay to advertise. And so any support and growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. Guys, it's been a great night. Enjoyed it. Happy August 11th. Until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.